Okay, thank you everybody for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you to all those who are listening live. And thank you for everybody who's tuning into the podcast. Special pleasure to welcome back our friend Chaim Armani, who was away in Eretz Baruch Hashem for a simcha, the wedding of his son Noam. Mr. Hashem, they should build a bias now be Israel and be a source of nachas to you and the entire mishpacha. We should always share in simchas. This week also is, um, tonight is the yard side of my grandfather, and I want to dedicate this year. The Eloi Nishmasai, Avram ben Rebzi Alevi, his yard side is tonight. And today was my wife's grandfather's yard site, Meir Shammai ben Abba Moshe. You know, we look around here, most of us are grandchildren, or children of the generation that rebuilt Klal Yisrael and the Torah world after the Holocaust, after World War II. We see the tremendous resurgence of Klal Yisrael, of Tyra here in America. But we have to remember that it wasn't always like this. There's a well-known Rav, he currently lives in Eretz Yisrael, Emmanuel Feldman. He was a Rav in Atlanta, Georgia for 40 years. And in the 1950s, he was studying in Yeshiva near Yisrael. And he was studying for Smicha, because he knew he wanted to go out there and be a Rav. His father was a Rav. So he said, he met a conservative Rav. At the time, a lot of the conservative Rabbonim were actually Orthodox Jews. But because of the way things were, there simply wasn't enough of demand for Orthodox shuls. So many of them, right, Parnassus, Parnassus, so many Orthodox Rabbonim would go and become Rabbonim in conservative shuls. So he says, a rabbi says to him, let me give you a good piece of advice. Orthodoxy in America is gone. It is not going to survive. Instead, if you want to be smart, you want to have an impact on American Jewry, go and find yourself a position in a conservative congregation. Says Rabbi Feldman, he never even contemplated doing that. But he's reflecting back on how things were at that time, in the early 1950s, and he said that man was really looking at things in a realistic view, because really there was no future on paper. But that generation, they persevered, and they built, and they ignored all the detractors. And with Messiris Nefesh, they were able to claw Yisrael into what it is today. Rav Victor Miller also, after he, um, he got married, and he was American, but he moved to, to Europe where he got married. He came back to America, Mamish, uh, at the beginning of World War II, and he became a Rav in Sharon, Massachusetts. Years later, he told his Talmidim that during those years, the early years of the, the early 1940s. So he would daven every day that at least one of his children should remain from. He had five kids. That's how the situation was here in America. A realistic view was that you're lucky if one out of five children remains an Erlich Hayid. And that generation, like we said, they, they built and they persevered. And it's in their schus that we enjoy the wonderful Torah world that we have today, and we have a Karsa for everything that they stood for, laying the foundations that we can enjoy a, a world where, Baruch Hashem, we take it for granted that, that our kids go to yeshivas and our girls go to Beis Yankovs, and then they go to yeshiva high school, and then the girls go to seminary, and the Baruch go to Eretz Yisrael, and they come back and they get married. Baruch Hashem, a beautiful system that was built here, but it's really all... When Rebaron started late with the... The people, they told them, what, what are you, who's going to sit and learn? What Kyle is? 
Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. In America, it's st- there's no. Uh, right. Both high school people learning it. Right. So. Uh, the uh, learning tonight should be as chus for those neshamas of uh, our, my grandparents and uh, people also who they, they were from that generation. The first generation of builders here in America. The neshamas should have an aliyah and uh, they should be good debaters for their families and for us and for Gans Kalal Yisrael. So this week we have another double parasha. Achim Kedeshim and... These two parashiyas, there are many, many mitzvahs, a total of 71 mitzvahs. And Parsha Zachemais speaks mostly about the mitzvahs of Yom Kippur. And Kedoshim talks about many different mitzvahs. It talks about Kibbut Avaim. We have the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael, of Ahav Telorecha There's the mitzvahs of Matnei Saniyim. And many other mitzvahs. So, I want to start off, though, with a question what I heard many years ago from the great tzaddik, Rav Shem Pinkus. This recently was his 20th yard site. And he says like this, you know, if you open up the newspaper, and the newspaper says in one of the uh, columns, this is the breakfast that the president of the United... This is the, the Seder Hayyim, actually, the morning, how the morning of the president of the United States goes. He wakes up at 6 in the morning, and then for breakfast he has toast and jam a glass of orange juice, and an omelet. And that was the, that's the entire news. So you'll say, okay, I guess it makes sense. It's newsworthy because it's the president of the United States. So what he does, even his breakfast, is in a sense important. Of course, we're not talking about the current president. We're talking about real presidents. But if the newspaper in one of the articles says, you know, uh, Johnny, who lives in... Uh, Staten Island, he got up yesterday 6 in the morning and he ate breakfast, a piece of toast with jam and a glass of orange juice and he had an omelet. So you're going to say, that's very nice, but why is this newsworthy? Why are you telling this to me? Who cares? Why is it important for me to know what Johnny ate for breakfast a regular person, these things are not important. The things that, is, you know, that he does in his daily life. We're only concerned about big news. So, says Rav Pincus, you know who asks this question? David HaMelech asks the same question. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, Ma enayish kisizkirenu, uvenadam kisivkadenu, ribayna shalaylam. What are you expecting from Klal Yisrael? That you... Have expectations for us that every moment of our life, of our day, we have to live it as Erlech Yidin. We're regular people, human beings. You have expectations on how we have to get up in the morning and how we're supposed to even get dressed and then how we're supposed to say brachas and go daven and how to conduct our business and how to raise our children. Every single moment of the day is accounted for. What do you want? We're people, we're regular people. And David HaMelech says, the Tehillim says, You look at a human being, you're making him like he's a god. What do you want? So that was Rapinkas' question that he asked. And the truth is, 
that here in the parsha, this question is even strengthened more. The pasuk starts off in the second parsha. Daber el koladas bnei Yisrael v'amarta aleim kedoshim tiyu ki kadosh ani Hashem alekechem. Says Rashi. Daber el koladas bnei Yisrael melamed shenem raparsha zu behakel. This parsha of kedoshim was told over in Hakel when all of Klal Yisrael, the entirety of Klal Yisrael was standing there in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, men, women, and children, and that's when he told them over Parshkas Kedushim. <coughs> Says Rashi, There's so many mitzvahs in this parsha that this is something that has to be told over to the entirety of Klal Yisrael. But the first thing that the Torah says, when Moshe Rabbeinu gets up in Hakel, you know what you should say to Klal Yisrael? Kedushim to you. You have to be Kaddish. Because I'm a Helik. Because I'm a Helik, you have to be a Helik. So the same question. Okay, you're a Helik. The great Tzadikim are Helik. But what do you want from us? Us regular folks. You're telling every single human being in Klal Yisrael. Man, woman, child. Kedoshim to you. You have to be Helik. Because Kaddish Ani Hashem Aleichem. What? What do you want? What do you expect from us, regular mortals, human beings, with all our faults and our problems? How can you tell us, Kedoshim, to you? So that is the question, the question of David HaMelech, and the question that the Sfarm asks here in the parsha. What do you want from us, Rabbi Shalom? So, the Sivas Shalom explains by quoting Etana Develio, who says like this, Mikan Shamata Shekedushas Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Kedushas Shabbos, Ukedushas Yisrael, Shloshton Chashuvos Keachas. The Kedusha of Klal Yisrael is the same Kedusha of Shabbos, and both of them are the same Kedusha of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he explains, we know Shabbos is a day that the Kedush Mikol Hazmanim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took Shabbos, the seventh day of the week, and he made it into Shabbos Kodesh. He gave it its entire Kedusha. Shabbos doesn't have anything of it on its own. It's the seventh day of the week. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made this day the highlight of the week by infusing it with Kedusha. A similar way, says the Nesiva Shalom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu infused each and every single Yid with Kedusha. As we say, when we make a bracha, a bracha is a mitzvah. Asher kiddushanu b'mitzvah We got the Torah, and together with the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Kedusha. And he quotes the Zayar HaKadosh, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Klai Yisrael the Torah. So he said, Ve'atem tiyuli mamleches koyhanim. And then it says, Ve'goy Kadosh. And then the Pesach says in a different place, Ve'anshe koydesh tiyunli. And what the Zayi HaKadosh is saying, explains the Nesiv Shalom, is that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, and He made us the Amma Nivchar, He gave us a gift that no other nation has. That He made us the Mamlechas Koyanim. He gave us special Koyach, that we could be Moishel on our Yetzer. A Koyan is somebody who is a ruler. He has power, he has leadership. What leadership do we have? We have leadership over our Yetzer Where do we get it from? Hashem. And then Hashem says, not only Mamlechas Koyanim, but also a Goy Kaddish. That you have Kedusha in you. Who gives us that Kedusha? Hashem. Va'an she Kaddish Tiyun Li. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I'm making you my Halig nation. 
I'm making you my halig of people. I heard a beautiful story. In Williamsburg, there's a chesidah fellow, his name is Avram Goldstein. Davin's, I think, in the Kashu Beis <coughs> Real chesidah sheyid, the payas and everything. There's a timeline Shabbos. Avram Goldstein was born as a guy in Puerto Rico. Uh, around 50 years ago or so. And maybe a little bit more, 55 years ago. And he, uh, in a in a in a drasha that he gave uh, this past Chalamaytzukis, he explains how he became a ger. What happened? He was in Puerto Rico. Across from his house, across the street, there was a bar. And he said people would go into the bar sober, and they would come out drunk, like wild animals. Anyway, he said there was an earthquake once. <coughs> Everybody ran out of the bar, and he said they were screaming. He heard them screaming in Spanish, "God, we're going to." Repent, we're never ever going to get, to get drunk again. Okay, that was the promise that they made. As soon as the earthquake was over and things calmed down, everybody realized that it's okay. Nobody's hurt, nobody's injured. Everybody packed back into the bar. Another night of drinking, another night of getting drunk. And he said he turned with very, was very frustrated, he turned to his mother. He said, is this how the world is? And people, you know, all, it's all about drinking and making false promises to God and they're going back to your regular life. So she said, no, you should know. That there's one nation, there's one group of people that they're better than everybody else. They're more elevated than everybody else. They don't do these kind of things. And those are the Jews. And they're in New York. Long story, I'm not going to go into it right now. For a different time, <clears throat> he ended up coming to Williamsburg and being Megayer. And becoming a chesid shiyid. But he says over an interesting story. A man came to him with his son who was struggling in Yiddishkeit. He was a, he was a teen at risk. He knew the family, he knew the boy. So he, so he told the boy, come with me, I want to take you somewhere. This fellow from Goldstein is a musician, and he has a store somewhere that he goes to purchase his equipment. The owner of the store is a Catholic, but he's a very devout Catholic, and he has tremendous respect for Jews, for Orthodox Jews especially. He goes with his fellow, this bocher, into the store. This bocher happens to be a levy. He goes with him into the store, and he goes over to the owner. He says, you see this fellow, this young man? He's a Levite. A man says, wow, a real Levite. An authentic Levi. Dating all the way back to Shevet Levi. He makes an announcement on the speaker system. It's a large store. There are dozens of employees. We have here a Levite. Everybody come down and get a blessing. Says Rabbi Goldstein, the entire store, every single employee, about 50 people lined up to get a blessing from this young Bachar. They leave the store and the boy bursts into tears. And he says, I never realized until now what I am and who I am. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave each and every one of us Kedusha that's implanted in us, that makes us Halik every single Yid because we're Yidin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're different, you're special, you're my chosen nation. I'm giving you an Neshama that's infused with Kedusha just because you're my nation, just because you're a Yid. And now we can answer the questions that we asked at the beginning. What do you want from us, You're asking us, You're making us into a God. And the answer is yes. You know why? Because you can do it because the Kedusha is already inside of you. That's how we were created. And it's our Avaidah through doing the mitzvahs, through following the Torah, to try to, to ignite or reignite that Kedusha 
that's already inside of us. The neshama that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us and the tremendous power that each and every one of us has as a yid. It's already there. And all Hashem is saying is, let's unveil it, uncover it, connect with it. Kedoshim to you. Because ki kodesh ani Hashem alekechem. I'm kodesh and I made you kodesh. So yes, you can live a life of kedusha and you can be an elevated person. It's, it, it's within you already. Rabbi Dr. Tversky Elvashalab used to say, Lehoidia livnei ha'adam givuraisam. The puzzle that we say in Ashrei. We tell a person the givurais, which of course the Pshat is referring to the givurais of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But says Rabbi Tversky, he said, my motto is, I tell people about their givura, who they are. Lehoidia livnei ha'adam. You know what I tell people? Givuraisam. You. Each and every one of us. Your givuria, tremendous kalichas that you have in you. That's what he worked on building up for every single one of his patients, of his clients, and through his books, all the people that he related to, that he connected to, that he inspired. We each have in us already the greatness. It's already lying there. We just have to know about it and connect with it. And he himself was someone who really who lived that life, even though he was out there in the world and he was a, a psychiatrist and he was a world-famous uh, world professional who made tremendous impact uh, on the, in the world of, of mental health and particularly in dealing with addictions and influenced thousands of people. There was a story that came out last, just a week ago, I think. That, uh, somebody was in Pittsburgh going through security at the airport and uh, the, uh, the fellow from uh, the security, what's it called, the, the security agency? The TB. TSA. Yeah. TSA. He says, he sees, a, it's, a, it's a from person, he says to them, do you know Dr. Tversky? So they said, of course, yeah. Is he still alive? He says, no, he recently passed away. He says to them quietly, he saved my life. He was a regular guy. So this was Rabbi Dr. Tversky. This is the person who made a tremendous impact. But his grandson related that when he would make Kiddush Friday night, so you would see it was a transformation. He would turn into like a Rebbe. You had here a Chesidish Rebbe, making Kiddush on Friday night, which is what he was. So this was somebody who was 100% uh, out there in the world at large, but yet he knew who he was. He knew his greatness. And when it came time for davening, for Kiddush on Shabbos, so he was able to elevate himself, to bring out that Kedusha that was already there. And so when we read these parashiyas, or when we say brachas, we daven by Shabbos, by Shabbos Kiddush, Remind ourselves that Kedusha is not that far removed from who we are. Every single one of us can live life with as, as a Heilig as an Erlich a life of Kedusha, a life of Kiddush Hashem. You know, we mentioned Dr. Tversky, and he uh, speaks about how he uh, came to being the famous doctor that he was. He grew up as the son of a Rebbe, and his plans were to be his father's uh, eventual successor, to be his assistant, and also to become eventually a Rav and a Rebbe. He said eventually he saw that, at least back then when he was growing up, in the 1950s, so the roles of, of rabbis, this is actually connecting to what we were speaking about earlier, it kind of uh, became more like just uh, a congregational rabbi. They would officiate at Leviathan, maybe at weddings, but people weren't really interested in connecting to Yiddishkeit. And he wanted to make a difference so he wrote a letter to the stipler. The stipler was from Harness Stipel. 
which is the same town where his ancestors were the Rebbes, the Harnas Stipel the Rebbes. So the Stipel knew the family, knew the Tversky family. So he wrote to him, he says, you know, I have this opportunity to go to medical school to become a doctor. But I don't know if it's the appropriate thing to do for Rebbe Sheinikel. So the Stipel said, actually, no, it's a good thing. You should do it. You should go out there. You should make an impact on the world. However, he gave him a list of things that he should do, that he should be able to remain connected, never fall from the high level that he was on. He said, for example, make sure you never miss mikvah every single day. Make sure that you never miss minyan any time during the day. Make sure that every single day you have a set shear for a couple of hours to learn Gemara. And he gave him a list of, guiding, uh, of, of guidelines that he should fulfill. And Dr. Tversky said that's how he was able to get himself through college, through medical school, and build himself up by following the guidelines that the stipler gave him of how to live life as an elevated Jew, as being different, and at the same time being 100% ingrained, 100% involved with the world around him. And that's how he was able to become who he became, on the one hand, the famous doctor. On the other hand, the great tzaddik and the rebbe. That is who we are. And very interesting, Rabbi Reisman tells a story. He was once lying in surgery in the hospital. And as he was, after he was recovering, so the doctor came to him, he says, Rabbi, is it true that you give classes every Saturday night? Of course, Rabbi Reisman is the famous Navishir with hundreds of participants. So he said, yeah, that's true. And is it true that hundreds of people come, men and women, to listen to you? Yeah, yeah that's true. Do they get a certificate? Does it give them credits for college? Are they able to use it uh, to advance their careers? So Rabbi Reisman says, no. So he said, tell me, Rabbi, why do hundreds of people come out on a Saturday night to listen to a lecture if they don't get anything practical out of it? Says Rabbi Reisman, doctor, you're never going to understand. And that's the truth. The Baal Shem Tov used to say, a guy does not understand what a Yid is. He doesn't understand what it means to be a Yid. But the truth is, his Anakul, the Baruch of Meshbuz, used to say, a Yid doesn't understand what a Yid is. We have to explain to ourselves, to our friends, what it means to be a Yid. With the Gewaldic Kedusha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu infused His Kedusha into us so that each and every one of us can be great. Each and every one of us can live a Heilige life. And when Hashem says to us, Kedoshim Til, it's not something that's beyond our abilities. The Kaychas are there already within us. And I just want to conclude with a beautiful story uh, in around the year 1931. So the, um, the left-wing secularists in Poland, they tried to convince the authorities to shut down all the mikvahs. And they said, it's not hygienic. You know, the mikvahs aren't so clean and people tell there, they, they, they don't always switch to change the water. It's not, uh, not hygienic. They complain to the health authorities in Poland. Shut it down. Okay, so the Ministry of Health, the Minister of Health, went down to a mikvah to check it out. And he has an entourage with him. In the entourage is a Yid who's also secular. Has nothing to do with Yiddishkeit. Totally disconnected. And he's also an official there in the Health Ministry of Poland. They walk into the mikvah and they're looking around trying to figure out, are the standards of the water healthy, or is it something that can cause illnesses or whatnot to people? 
This yid, this secular Jew, 100% disconnected from any Yiddishkeit, takes a cup, he dips it into the mikvah, and in the front of the eyes of the entire entourage in the Ministry of Health, he drinks the water. And the minister says, okay, if the water is drinkable, then it's definitely good for bathing in it. Not a problem. We're going to keep the mikvahs open. They told this story over to the Chavitz Chaim, and the Chavitz Chaim says, you know why, he, you know why he, he was able to do that? It's because his mother was a from person who kept Taras HaMishpacha and through, through that Kedusha from which he was born. That's how the next generation, even though unfortunately he was disconnected, he still had within him that Kedusha, which he was able to tap into at that moment and drink the waters of the mikvah. Baruch Hashem, all of us are connected. Let's remind ourselves of our greatness, that each and every one of us, that we're a mamlechas koyhanim, the gai kadosh, to live a life of kiddush Hashem, we should be zayichet to Yisrael, Hashem b'chav Yispar.